Thank you so much, Nick, for that prayer. This morning I want to begin by making an important announcement for next week, and I thought this would be a good time to do that. Next Sunday morning during Sunday school, Ryan Pennington and his family, they are Bible translation missionaries with Bibles International. They are appointees, uh, missionary appointees. They are going to be with us during the Sunday school hour and presenting their ministry. So next Sunday morning, the 15th, all of the junior high, senior high, and all adult classes and small groups will meet here in the auditorium. So junior high, senior high students, all adult classes, small groups, you will all meet here in the auditorium to hear from Ryan and his family. Now, that is very important for us because we are seriously considering taking them on for financial support. So this is your opportunity to hear from them and get to know them so that when that vote comes up, you don't say, well, who are they? I don't even know them. This is your opportunity. This is your congregational, in a sense, responsibility and opportunity to hear from, from them. So that's next Sunday morning during Sunday school. I will still be preaching in the morning service next Sunday morning. I'll probably introduce them during the morning service, but I'll be preaching but all of that will be next Sunday. This, of course, is Mother's Day. So we're going to take a break from the Gospel of John. Kind of. Kind of. Because everything that I'm going to share with you this morning really relates to everything we've been learning in the Gospel of John. I have spent the last four sermons on John chapter 15 and talking about him abiding in Christ. And we're going to look at a passage of scripture this morning that is going to be geared primarily for our mothers, but certainly has great application for all of us in the whole idea of abiding in Christ and the critical importance of abiding in Christ. So this morning we are going to look at Psalm 119 and verses 9 through 16. Psalm 119 and verses 9 through 16. Psalm 119, as you may know, is the longest chapter in the Bible. Psalm 119 is a glorious psalm focusing on the beauty and wonder of the Word of God, the importance of the Word of God. Psalm 119 is one of those psalms that is sometimes referred to as an orphan psalm because we don't know who wrote it. So if you look in your Bibles, it doesn't have that introduction, you know, a psalm of David or a psalm of someone else. However, throughout history, the Jewish rabbis have always held to, and according to their tradition, the psalm was written by David. So that is the traditional viewpoint, is that Psalm 119 was most likely written by David. That is the position I happen to hold, but again, we don't know for sure. We don't know 100% sure who wrote this. But in verses 9 through 16, it says this. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. 
With my whole heart, I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies I delight as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Well, our first point this morning is a Mother's Day challenge. This morning, I want to challenge all of our mothers to take Jesus' command to abide in him seriously. As I mentioned, we have been looking for four sermons in John chapter 15 of the critical importance of all of us abiding in Christ. I believe that John chapter 15, especially the first 11 verses, is one of the most critical sections of Scripture for a New Testament Christian in all of the Bible. It is the key to living a victorious life that pleases God. John chapter 15 is absolutely vital to understand if we are to truly live for Christ and bear fruit for Christ and live for his glory. In John chapter 15 and verses 4 and 5, Jesus says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And as I shared with you a few weeks ago, I want the last part of verse 5 to be burned into your minds. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, being a mom is filled with many joys. But every mom would say it is also filled with many challenges. I have said this before, so some of you have heard me say this, and I stand by it again this morning. I believe that mothers with small children, mothers with infants and toddlers are the hardest working people in the whole world. That doesn't matter what culture it is. Any culture, I believe that mothers with infants and toddlers are the hardest working people in the world. However, whatever ages your children are at, mom, you know that it has its challenges. In every season of your children's lives, it is filled with challenges. And here is the theme of my message this morning. You will never fully be the mom that God wants you to be unless you are abiding in Christ. You will never fully be the mom that God wants you to be unless you are abiding in Christ. Mom, you are not alone. You are not alone. You were never meant to do this alone. You were meant to do it in the strength and the wisdom and the peace and the guidance of Jesus himself. We have been looking at abiding in Christ. Abiding in Christ means to be so in love with Jesus 
and so consumed with Jesus that his resurrection life in us transforms who we are and how we live. We abide in Christ by abiding in his word. And when we abide in Christ by abiding in his word, we abide in his love. And when we abide in Christ by abiding in his word and abiding in his love, we are filled with the joy of the Lord. It is the pathway to the joy of the Lord. And that's why this passage is so critical, or John 15 is so critical. So I say to all of you moms this morning, the more you abide in Christ, the more the love of Christ, the joy of Christ, and the wisdom of Christ will flow through you. Let me say that again. Moms, the more you abide in Christ, the more the love of Christ, the joy of Christ, and the wisdom of Christ will flow through you. That's why I chose this particular passage of Scripture in Psalm 119. Because we abide in Christ by abiding in his word. God wants us to store up his word in our hearts. God wants us to store up the word of God in our hearts. In verse 9, it says, and many of you know this or have memorized it in one version or another. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. I'm using the English Standard Version this morning, the ESV, and I like their translation of this, by guarding it. Some translations have by living according to your word, and that's a good translation, but I like guarding it. You keep your way pure. You live a life that is pleasing to God by guarding your ways, guarding your life according to the teachings of Scripture. The way to live a pure life, a holy life, a life that is pleasing to God, is not by trying harder, it is by abiding in Christ and living your life, guarding your way according to the teachings of Scripture. In verse 10, the psalmist says, With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I love that first phrase. I just love it. With my whole heart, I seek you. Ladies, I just want you to think about what that means. We're not going to answer that specifically, but I just want you to think about what does that mean? I seek you with a whole heart. If you remember a few weeks ago, I said that abiding in Christ is synonymous with the first and greatest commandment. Love the Lord of Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength is exactly the same thing as abiding in Christ. With my whole heart, O God, I seek you. So, so, don't let me wander from your commandments. Don't let me wander away from the word of God because if I wander away from the word of God, I will not seek you with a whole heart, period. You can't do it. 
If you're going to seek the Lord with your whole heart, you're going to do it through the Word of God, through reading, through studying, through listening, through memorizing and meditating on the Word of God. Verse 11 is our key verse this morning. It is the key verse in the passage. Verse 11 says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. In the more traditional rendering, I've hidden your word in my heart. I like what the ESV has here in, I have stored up your word in my heart. We store it up. We hide it in our hearts. And see, in the ancient world, and really through most periods of history, when families had something valuable, they would hide it. They would store it somewhere. They would bury it in the ground, put it under a mattress, put it up in the attic, put it in a closet. That's how they would store it. They didn't have banks to go to or other places. And even when banks first came about, they weren't very reliable, so people just stored that which is valuable. I love talking with people sometimes, uh, or I love it when, when an elderly father or mother has passed away and we're preparing for the funeral service. And inevitably they will say, you know, Pastor Tim, we were going through my mom's house my dad's house and oh the pictures we found and oh the heirlooms we found and oh the things that they saved we found them in the attic we found boxes and boxes in the attic we found boxes out in the barn you know why because they stored them there because they were important to them they were valuable to them and that's where they stored them that's the thought here in Proverbs chapter 6, it talks about the ant. Consider the ant, you sluggard. It has no commander or overseer or ruler, and yet it stores up its provisions in the summer and gathers its food at the harvest. That's what the ant does. The ant gathers up in the summer and at harvest time so it's prepared for the winter. And when winter comes, they take what's stored up and they're ready and they can survive. That's what it means to store up the word of God in your heart. Ladies, you need to store up the word of God in your heart because you will need it. You will need it when you go through difficult times and you just need a word from the Lord. You will need it as you guide your children. You will need it when there are situations when you don't know what to do. There will be times when you'll need it to fight sin in your own life. You will need the word of God stored up within you. And in the Psalms, it talks about storing up the Word of God and treasuring the Word of God. And they're really two parts of the same thing. We store up the Word of God in our hearts and we treasure the Word of God. It is both a discipline and it is an emotion. It is something we think about and it affects our feelings. It must always be both. 
we discipline ourselves to read, to study, to listen to, to memorize and meditate on the word of God, and we think about it. But at the same time, and I shared this with you a few weeks ago when we were talking about abiding in Christ, the Bible must never become a dry academic document to you. It is alive. You go there to fall in love with Jesus. You go there to cherish Jesus. You go there to get this gargantuan view of who God is and how he rules over all things. You are very emotional when you read the word of God. Sometimes you weep. Sometimes you rejoice. Sometimes there's just quiet reflection. But you discipline yourself to store up and treasure the word of God in your heart. Well, that brings us to our second point this morning, a valuable treasure, a valuable treasure. We are to read and study the word of God as if it is the most valuable treasure in the world. And do you know why we read and study the word of God as if it's the most valuable treasure in the world? Because it is the most valuable treasure in the world. It is. It really is. There is something so precious about God and his word. It is how we know God. It is how we relate to God. It is how we listen to God. We take so for granted that we have the very words of God himself. And it is so valuable. We know this, don't we? You could be a billionaire living in a mansion and be totally empty and your life without meaning or purpose. You could have a PhD from the most prestigious academic institution in the world and have no wisdom at all and be a fool. Conversely, you could have a very modest income and maybe never had available to you the opportunity to get higher academic degrees, and yet you could be the most wise person in the world. You could. And this applies to every culture in every part of the world. The word of God is our wisdom. It is. So in verse 12, the psalmist says, Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. And this is the thought here. Blessed are you, O Lord. Happy are you, God, because of who you are. You are so happy because of who you are. You are perfect in holiness. You are perfect in righteousness. You are perfect in justice. You are perfect in love. You are perfect in mercy. You are perfect in kindness. So, Lord, teach me your statutes. Teach me your word, O oh God. You are happy because who you, of who you are, and I want to know who you are. I want to love you for who you are as you have revealed yourself in your inerrant holy word. Verse 13, with my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. Now, it's interesting, in the ESV, it has the word rules there, which is different than some translations. It's a good translation, but sometimes rules, and maybe it's just me, but sometimes have the connotation for some of us 
New Testament Christians of Pharisaical rules, but that's not what it means at all. If you are using the ESV, you go down to the footnotes, another translation of rules could be all the just decrees. I like that. I mean, both translations are good, but I like that. With my lips, I declare all of your just decrees that come from your mouth, all the wisdom that comes from your mouth. So, teach me the word of God, verse 12. With my lips, I declare the word of God. And notice what it says, verse 12. Your statutes, your mouth. These are the words of God himself. I've said this so many times. I really don't want to hear your opinion. And you don't want to hear my opinion. I want to hear from the word of God. That's why we're gathered here. You're not here to listen to what I think. You're here to listen to, thus saith the Lord. And that's what the psalmist is saying. Teach me your statutes. I declare all the rules of your mouth. And then verse 14. It's another key verse here. In the way of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches. Lord, when I look at your testimonies, when I look at your word, it is my delight as much as in all riches. It is better than all riches. How does a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. How come I store up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you? It's your word, Lord, that is the key to everything. Therefore, I delight. I delight in your word, in your testimonies, as much as in all riches. The Bible teaches this Old Testament and New Testament that the words of God are the greatest riches in the world. And that is used both figuratively and literally. Figuratively, it's not money itself. But literally, it is more important than money. It's more important than any riches in the world. In Psalm 119, verse 72, it says, The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. I think he means that literally. Better, the law of your mouth, the law of the Lord, is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces pieces. Two other verses. They're not going to be on the screen, but just listen to them. Psalm 119, verse 127. Because I love your commands more than gold, more than pure gold. Psalm 1910. Your words are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. Think of what the Bible says about itself. The word of God is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. I love your commands. I love the word of God more than gold, more than pure gold. The words of God are more precious than gold and much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. Therefore, verse 15, 
Therefore, I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. That's the thought. Therefore, because your word is so precious and so valuable, more valuable to me than all the gold and silver and riches in the world, therefore I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. New Testament Christian, here's another way we could say that. I will meditate on Jesus and fix my eyes on Jesus. Hebrews 12, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And here's the result. Verse 16, here's the result of it all. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. I will delight I will find great delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. And if you've done so or want to in the future, read all of Psalm 119. Again, it's 176 verses long, but it is all the same thing. I love your word. My meditation all the day long, better than silver or gold, better than all riches. Oh, Lord, how I love your law. But mothers, we need to store up the word of God in our hearts. And I want to share with you, try to bring this all together this morning, one of the most important ways that you store up the Word of God in your heart. Scripture memorization is one of the most important ways we treasure God's Word in our hearts. It is important to read the Word of God, study the Word of God, listen to the Word of God, meditate on the Word of God. But there is something special about Scripture memorization. I believe that all of us need to be about the spiritual discipline of scripture memorization, but I'm speaking specifically to you mothers and you grandmothers this morning. Dallas Willard, in his book, The Spirit of the Disciplines, writes this. As a pastor, teacher, and counselor, I have repeatedly seen the transformation of inner and outer life that comes simply from memorization and meditation on scripture, upon scripture. Personally, I would never undertake to pastor a church or guide a program of Christian education that did not involve a continuous program of memorization of the choicest passages of Scripture for people of all ages. I'm going to kind of paraphrase the last part of that quote. I would never endeavor to be a father or a mother without having a consistent discipline of scripture memorization in my life. I would never endeavor to be a Christian mother or father without a disciplined pattern of scripture memorization in my life. I've said this before, so bear with me. Every adult can memorize scripture. Don't say that you can't do it, because you can. You have a far, far greater capacity to memorize scripture 
than you think you do. And I know we like to make fun of ourselves. You don't know how small my brain is or when God is, was handing out brains, I didn't get one of the good ones. We like to say those things about ourselves. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are, how old you are. You may be a mother here and you're 45. You may, excuse me, you may be 63. You may be here this morning and you're a mother, grandmother, maybe even a great grandmother who's 91 years old. You can do this. You can do this. You can memorize scripture. The greatest example of the importance of scripture memorization in the universe is Jesus himself. He had the law of the Lord hidden in his heart. We think of that famous passage in Matthew 4 where he's in the wilderness confronted by the devil. And he says to the devil, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God, Matthew 4, 4. And then each time the devil tempts him, he responds with the same phrase, it is written, it is written, it is written. In Ephesians chapter 6, in verse 17, that's great section on putting on the armor of God, the Apostle Paul says, and put on the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Put on the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Ladies, you can't take up the sword of the Spirit if the Word of God is not hidden and stored up in your hearts. So, I have a challenge for all of the mothers here. It is a challenge for our whole church. I'm going to talk specifically to our mothers, but it is a challenge for the whole church. This is my challenge. I want all of you to try to memorize John chapter 15, verses 1 through 11. Okay? We're all in this together. I want all of you, all of you moms, all of us, but all of you moms, grandmas, great-grandmas, I want you to try to memorize John chapter 15, verses 1 and 11. As I've already said, I believe it's one of the most critical parts of the Bible for a New Testament Christian. If we are to live a victorious life that pleases God, we must, we must, we have to abide in Christ. So that's the challenge. Now, some of you moms may be thinking, wow, that'll take me all summer to do that. And I say, sounds good to me. If you get this memorized by the end of summer, it's good. Because my prayer is that you'll hold on to this for the rest of your lives. Now, I have a second assignment. And this assignment is for all the children here this morning. So if you are one of the children here this morning, I want you to try to memorize John 15, verses 1 through 11. But I have a second assignment for you. From time to time this summer, I want you to walk up to your mom, I want you to walk up to your grandma, and I want you to say, how are you coming? How are you coming? With memorizing John chapter 15, verses 1 through 11. Now, when you ask them that question, be gentle. 
okay? Because there is a high likelihood that you are going to get either a sermon or a lecture from your mother or your grandmother. And it's going to go something like this. You don't know how busy I am. You don't know how many responsibilities I have. That Pastor Tim, he stands up there and says this, but he has no clue. He has no clue how stressful my life is. When they say that to you, I want you to say this. I want you to say, Mom, Grandma, I'm only asking you because I love you. Okay? I'm not going to hold them accountable. You are. And you will do a much better job at this than I could. Verse 11 says this. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you, O Lord. I have stored up your word in my heart because I want to know you and I want to love you. Let's pray together. Father, help all of us to treasure your word in our hearts. We especially pray for our mothers. Lord, challenge them. Encourage them to abide in Christ by abiding in his word. Grant every mother here, every grandmother, every great-grandmother, grant them the belief that they can memorize scripture. Bless them this day and give them strength to be the mothers that you have called them to be. In Jesus' name, amen.